0: Macduff flipped a coin to the beggar woman outside the doorway of the timber castle at Dunsinane, and crossed the threshold into a world of wood and royalty. The thane of fife sniffed. It had rained that morning, and the air crackled with energy. He walked briskly, his red cloak flapping behind him. Boots echoing against the cobblestones and he barely noticed the people jumping out of his way as he maneuvered through the market that surrounded the castle walls. The journey home to dunfermline would take at least fifteen hours riding, and he was anxious to get on with it. First, however, he had business to attend to. A sentry began to bark at him when Macduff moved past the threshold and into the courtyard, saw Macduff raise an eyebrow in annoyance, and promptly fell silent. He, too, moved out of the way. Macduff was going to see the king. Macduff took in the courtyard at a glance. He who wore the crown naturally led a life of greater comfort and ease than the typical lowly Scotsman. But luxuries were not plentiful in Tacitus, Caldonia, stern and wild, The way the king lived was never far from the way the earthy man of the field would live. But luxury is a subjective term. Where thousands sleep in thatched houses, which let in the wind, a castle's walls are a luxury, cold though they be. When the king was little more than the most powerful and most charismatic of a loosely knit country of local chieftains, then the throne was a precarious seat indeed. A Scot might laugh at the very English notion of royal divine right. Only hell seemed to have a steady hand in choosing Scottish kings. But Macduff always felt that God might at least want to work through the throne. He simply hadn't found a good method of doing so, as yet. Caldonia was still stern, long after the fall of the Roman Empire, and not nine years before the Duke of Normandy would come in and change the world all over again. It was still wild. Had Macduff wanted to, he might have become king himself. Whether he wanted to or not, his removal of the previous king's head led many, especially Canemore, the young king, Malcolm III, to wonder exactly what the former thane was planning. But King Malcolm's fears were displaced as head of the Macduffs, an executor of the law clan Macduff, as foremost judge over the land, with the power to act with king's authority in the king's absence, with immunity in case of warranted, and when, one wondered, might that happen, murder. Macduff was no ordinary chieftain. Deus yuvat, proclaimed the lion that held aloft a great broadsword on the metal badge that clung to Macduff's cloak. God helps. Yes, well, maybe he would help King Malcolm understand his errors. Kingship was the last thing on Macduff's mind. Macduff was different. Macduff was leaving.